Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. So happy Friday, Mr. T. How are we? Very, very good. Uh, it's a distant memory, but Father's Day was was fantastic. It marked when I went back and I had a pint of Guinness or two. Or three. I, or three, but I, I wasn't quite <laughs> right the following day, you know, so I think I've lost the power of having, having a ever, pint. Uh, are you ever quite right? Uh, probably not. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. But you know, the cycling and the sort of uh, keto diet and this diet and kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe I just need to live a bit, you know. Um, but I know you've been very busy, you know. Yes, uh, I have been all work and no play. Yes, because based on your inspired guidance, I've been sort of getting my Google My Business profile updated. And yes. uh, you did a talk on Google My Business. So, so tell us, how I, did that go? It went very well. I went for a, lo- a local business group and, um, you know, with COVID and everything, I keep on banging on to people about local search is really important because, you know, by local you know, you know, support local, all that is really, really important, no matter what country you're in. Um, because, you know, the little business owner like ourselves all mm-hmm. need to be supported um, because SMEs generally, I think, is it in Ireland, they are make up quite a big percentage. Is it 65 or 70 percent of businesses that, you know, keep the country going are SMEs? Yeah. Um, I don't have the figures. But anyway, my my focus is if you can have your Google My Business listed, looking fully optimized, fully complete, updated with all the right keywords, putting up your posts and, you know, keeping your customers notified. And of course, making sure you get your Google review link sent out to your customers. So my tip is if you go into the dashboard on the desktop of your Google listing, is go in and you'll see as you scroll down the main homepage, look for a little guy in a blue shirt, a bit like you, Philip, you know. Yeah, it's purple, Emer, but hey, we'll go with blue for the purpose yeah. of this example. Oh, okay. So <laughs> looking like yourself, uh, you click on the, the little button beside him and you get your unique URL and then you can copy that and send it out in an email or a message and ask your customer if they were happy with your service or your products and if they wouldn't mind leaving you a review. And not a lot of people do it. And it's so I'd powerful, like, isn't it? Reviews. It is. So powerful. Yeah. And all they do is to click that link and they can leave you a lovely five-star review. And speaking of five-star reviews, uh, I think my joke today for the Digital Giggle section of the show, I think you will give a five-star review, Emer. It is about Google in honor of your Google My Business tips. Um, Sorry, I'm a bit lost in the map here. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> well, you have to pin this joke now to your map or wherever else you can find it. Um, <laughs> but it is, a, it is a joke about Google. Um, so would you like me to download that from my Google Drive and share it with you right now? Um, I don't have much of a say, do I? <laughs> you, you don't. So we're, we're going for it. Oh, my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, calm. everyone? What's the procedure? Stay So, Emer, uh, in the spirit, I went for a drink there for Father's Day. Where does Google go when it wants to have a drink? Oh, I don't know. The search bar. Uh, That's a good one. That's that's clever. I'm off to to the pub. (laughs) You're going to drown your sorrows. I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, shocking. Uh, Uh, where Where did you get that one? I did a Google search. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, please give me a five-star review. You know, I'm Um, waning. I'm waning with my joke. All right. Okay. I'll give you a 4.5. Okay. Fair enough. It's better than a four. It's (laughs) definitely not a five. Anyway, all I have to say is if you find today's social media joke, digital giggle, this is getting too long. It's supposed to be a social media joke. Um, All I have to say is scroll through the first three minutes and pass by <laughs> listening to him. But anyway, um, what I would say to you is you can catch Philip's previous jokes and all our other shows on the Let's Get Social podcast on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify and the Dublin South FM website. So do go check them out. And maybe 
you might get a five-star review, Philip. You never know. And hopefully our guest will give us a five-star review when we when we get to chatting. But we do have a special guest today. He is someone I've known for over four years, always gave me positive feedback and tips as I was learning my digital craft, mm-hmm. for which I'm very grateful for. So I'm delighted to welcome Michael Kabula on the show. And Michael has been an entrepreneur for over 20 years, has started several different seven-figure businesses, including a local cleaning franchise with 50 team members, an online office supply store ranked the 144th fastest growing business in the US by Inc. Magazine, to starting a SaaS business with 10,000 plus clients. And that's not all. Michael has mentioned startups for eBay Ventures, the Lean Startup, over 1,000 different businesses, has developed the... I'm going to go Koala, because I can't Koala. It is Koala, isn't it? Koala, Koala. Qualified. Qualified business plan um, and showing business owners how to build a more predictable and less stressful business. Maybe I need his help. So they can spend more time. This This is so stressful. (laughs) Listen to you. It's Friday. Um, And uh, so they can spend more time with family, which is really important. Knowing businesses can continue to grow. He's also a dad of three like me, but I'm a mum of three. And uh, they're awesome teens. I don't know if my teens are awesome, but anyway. Um, Husband to, uh, I'm not going to say what you have got to say, make me say, but I'm not, I'm going to say he's got an awesome wife too. Radio. Okay. And a lover of animals, probably koala bears, and the beach and a man of faith. Do you know what? We all need some faith, especially today. Absolutely. Yeah. So without further ado, welcome to Let's Get Social, Mr. Michael Koala. That was a quality <laughs> introduction. We like to lay it. I waffled. <laughs> I waffled. I went slightly off. It wasn't a quality joke before, but it was a quality introduction. Mike, I, thought we, I thought we were friends, Mike. You know, it, like what happened? Listen, buddy, you are qualified for a lot of things, but not qualified for jokes. <laughs> no, no. Thank you. Someone's on my team for a change. <laughs> so the rating for our digital and social media comedian is nil point. I hear you, Mike. I hear you. It's fine. <laughs> I hear I'll you. give you a five star for the effort. Well, A for effort. That's what they say, isn't that right, Eamon? A for I should get. I should get five stars for, you know, being here every week. You'd be lost without being here with me, I tell you. <laughs> But you think? Listen, Mike, it is great to have you on the show because obviously I've known you from uh, the social quant days when you were CEO. It was a fantastic uh, super Twitter tool. You were uh, a real mentor to me in those early days, giving me guidance on video and stuff, uh, which was great. Um, but would you tell our listeners a bit about your journey from then to where you are now and, and how you've got into what you're doing right now, kind of helping businesses with, the, I suppose, the overwhelm of being business owners. Sure. And uh, again, thanks for having me. It is a privilege to have the opportunity to speak with you both. Um, you know, as you mentioned, 20 years as an entrepreneur, um, there's been a lot of ups and, you know, there's been a lot of lessons. So, you know, mm-hmm. some like to call them failures. I just look at everything as a lesson. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's it's a journey, right? And so every business that I've always started has always been something that I call like leapfrogging. So I'm working on something, whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden, you know, just that light goes off. We all have it as entrepreneurs and, you know, you start tinkering with something else. And as long as your business has systems in place um, and people to run it, you can then move into that next business, right? But Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. thing I've always seen is, you know, I always try to bring people with me who have strengths that I don't. And I really don't have a lot, <laughs> um, but I am able to look at business from, you know, kind of like how some people look at a sports game, right? They watch the sports game and they see things um, that somebody that doesn't follow that sport wouldn't see. So for me, that's the way I look at business. Um, I can look at things from a top level and I've always done that, but I'll surround myself with those who are really good. Like people think, you know, because I owned a SaaS company, I'm very tech savvy. I'm not really. I just surrounded myself with very tech savvy folks. Um, you know, I worked a very long time on Wall Street. So people think, you know, oh, you know, he's the financial guy. No, I just surrounded myself with the right folks. So, you know, my journey since Social Quant, um, which was really, you know, Social Quant was great. It was a lot of fun. You know, we, you know, in three years, um, you know, just blew up to 10,000 users on the platform. 
Um, but, uh, you know, overnight the platform closed because, uh, you know, Twitter decided that they no longer wanted these types of tools uh, being used with Twitter. So literally from, you know, zero to 10,000 to back to zero overnight. Mm. Um, so, you know, that was um, kind of shocking because I did have a lot of money invested in the company um, mm-hmm. and was just, you know, we were possibly going to be selling the company. So there was yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, there was a, a big exit right around the corner. Um, and that kind of just, you know, um, shook my world when that happened. So, yeah, I went back into kind of what I've always been doing, which is, um, you know, folks approach me all the time, like, hey, can you help me with my business? And, um, you know, I'll work with folks or what have you. And, you know, for the last two years, um, I've been doing that, but also jumping in and out of various businesses and setting up their systems for them. So taking a small ownership in the business, um, anywhere from 5% to 25%, depending on the business, setting all the systems up in place and then meeting with them every 30 to, you know, 90 days, depending upon what my role is in the company and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just helping them with a top level. So that's what I've been doing. I am now working on a very new project like that with a company that maybe we'll talk about in a little bit, but that's mm-hmm. what I've been up to. Brilliant. It's a- so uh, you're keeping yourself busy then? I am and, and having fun. <laughs> Like ourselves, Philip, just like us. Yeah. And actually, Mike, just a point there, just, you know, COVID has presented so many challenges for business, especially in Ireland and no doubt in America. You know, it has forced a lot of businesses to close, um, Mm. to have to shut up shop, stop their dream. Like when you went through that situation with, with social quant, how did you manage to, I suppose, mentally and emotionally pick yourself up to suddenly then... Kind yeah, of so push it aside and go on to the next thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it, it makes a ton of sense. You know, one of my big things is, you know, um, whenever I work with new businesses or talk to, to friends who are entrepreneurs is, you know, eliminate naysayers in your life. Um, mm. The biggest naysayer that we have, unfortunately, is, you know, between our two ears. It's what goes on inside yeah. our head. Yeah, um, so we really, really have to, you know, we, we were joking about um, the search bar, right? Um, but yeah. um, mm-hmm. when times are going rough, you know, it's very easy to resort to, you know, bad habits. And um, Mm -hmm. at those times, my recommendation to everybody is really push yourself hard. You know, again, you you mentioned a man of faith, you know, I spent uh, more time in my church and around Mm -hmm. folks um, from the church um, did not go to the bars. Um, I -hmm. spent more time at the gym. I was, you know, walking every morning at four o'clock in the woods and just, you know, with nature and just thinking and, you know, um, just getting very, in the moment right now, because, you know, we can have anxiety over yesterday, you know, worry about tomorrow, but the moment right now. And so my advice to anybody, if they, if something happened during COVID, you know, first, you know, uh, I'm sorry, it's, it's, you know, it, this is, you know, tragic for the, you know, folks throughout the world. Um, Tons of small businesses have gotten absolutely crushed, um, unfortunately. And, um, we'll come back from this and we're going to come back even stronger. But, you know, if you're going through something rough right now, surround yourself with positive people. Um, I know this is social media, um, mm. you know, conversation, but please, you know, watch your time on social media. You know, if you're a business, hire somebody to run it for you. Stay off it. There's a lot of naysayers, a lot of negativity. You'll get yeah. roped into things and your mind will start going down something. You know, mm. surround yourself. Really be careful. I had to cut myself off um, over, what was it, 10 years ago? from um, some, a very, you know, and I'll say it on here, um, my mother, um, just very negative, um, mm-hmm. was not a, a good situation for me as an entrepreneur or my children. So I said, you know what, this is done, no more. It's, you know, and so that's hard. And so when, you know, I say things like that, I know it's hard for folks, but really watch mm-hmm. who you're surrounded with, um, watch your habits, make sure you're getting plenty of sleep, um, working out, eating healthy, you know, at those times when it's the hardest mm-hmm. and we're being tested, that's when we come back even stronger. I think actually what you're saying is, you know, if you can't look after yourself, you're not going to look after anything else, you know? Um, and it's, you know, I know we're talking about social media and, you know, the the types of people that are on there, you have the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and, you know, if you can pull yourself away from that and focus on your business and as you say, have somebody else managing it, it's probably a better uh, strategy all around. Um, but as we, we do say, it's not all bad. There are so many positives, you know, when it comes to it and it's not, okay, it's always on. That's the only thing. Sometimes yeah. you feel like, you know, that. What, what advice would you give to business owners? Apart from saying like, you know, go get someone else to manage it, but is there anything else that you could 
suggest that they could do, you know, to have a slight appearance on the social channels without feeling overwhelmed, so to speak? Yeah, have an actual strategy. Um, in place. You know, there's tons of businesses I speak with that they just, you know, they think going on and, mm. you know, liking things or um, mm. commenting or posting that's being on social media. That's not being on social media. That's not a strategy, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to have a plan. How many times are you going to post a week? What are you posting? What mm. groups are you going to go engage in? You know, I see a, a lot of times, and, and this is a really big one. I see too many entrepreneurs and small business owners that will go and follow these quote unquote, um, you know, influencers mm-hmm. online, but mm-hmm. their audience uh, who will do business with them isn't within that influencer group, maybe a few, a handful or a hundred, whatever, but you know, yeah. go where your customer is engage in those groups. And that's being productive when you're mm-hmm. on social media. So really control your feed and where you spend your time. Like you guys know, I love Twitter. I have mm-hmm. more lists than anybody could ever imagine. But I think if you go to my feed and you look at my list, you might see one or two that are public. Everything is hidden. Mm-hmm. I have a, you know, a, a dream 100 list. I have a list of PR. I have, you know, a list of customers. I have a list of um, prospects that I want to do business with. And so mm-hmm. what I'm doing is those are the lists when I go on Twitter. So I'm being very productive and, you know, replying to people, engaging with those folks, sending them messages. I do a lot in DM more than um, I do uh, publicly with everybody Mm -hmm. because I want that one-on-one relationship. And that's the power um, of social media, right? Because it makes us human and we build that connection and people will do business with no like and trust. Far more personal. And much more people kind of feel like, oh, my, that's great. Like he actually replied back to me. Oh, and he's actually taken note of what maybe I've tweeted or I've posted. Mm-hmm. And again, as you say, and you're saving time, you're making it focus for what your goal is and not uh, playing across the field. And as I say, it's like throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping it for it all to stick because it doesn't. Yeah, very much so. Um, and like I suppose there's a certain element, Mike, as well, that which I think myself and Emer have seen that while social has its positives, it's still just another communication tactic. But there's a lot of businesses, and you've probably seen this yourself, where they mm. put they go all in on on social, but maybe forget about the other channels, like you know, potentially online networking, maybe some local press, some radio, maybe direct mail, whatever. But that. Do you find that as well with some of the business that you're talking to that it's all about social, but they forget about the other kind of ways of communicating with their audience? I mean, 100%. Social to me is at the very bottom of what I do with a business um, mm. when I'm working with them. Uh, and in fact, you know, I, there's many things I think we need to do before we even focus on ways to get traffic. Like we've got to get very, very clear in the beginning of, um, you know, our customer um, and, and, very clear on who our customers, where they hang out, um, you know, who's marketing to our customers. Um, when we understand that, then we can go and work on our messaging of, you know, what does that person want to hear, right? So a lot of mm-hmm. times people are so focused on getting traffic, but that traffic that's coming doesn't resonate because their their website or the the messaging inside the store is so off. Um, that it just doesn't make sense. Or when they call on your phone, how do you answer your phone? Like, you know, let's spend a lot of time um, on communication and training our team members to really, you know, have a a very specific thing that we do. Like it's it's a science. And when we get that science down, it converts. Then we can work on traffic. And then when it comes to traffic at the very bottom for me is social. I'm looking at who has my customer. How can I form a strategic partner? Um, mm-hmm. ship with them. Um, you know, I'm looking at PR. You mentioned um, PR. PR is huge. And uh, I mean, mm-hmm. how can I go out there and get, you know, press and, and really, um, you know, they can drive, you know, change your business overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. offline things. I think you folks were, were speaking about um, things like Google uh, before Google mm-hmm. My Business. Yeah. Um, you know, that can send you so much business without even having to pay. Now, I'm a big fan of paid advertising. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, put that aside, if you don't have the, the capital to invest in that, you know, Google my business, you know, you can show up on top just by spending a few hours with somebody that understands it. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, optimize your, um, your profile, get those reviews and you'll be showing up on top above any other business. Um, That's those things that you should be doing. And then yes, go out and, and be on social. I I agree because if I could come off and Nobody can hear me. <laughs> if I could come off all all social platforms, I'd only be on Google My Business. 
And it's it's one of those channels that's so forgotten. You never hear it mentioned mm. in the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, kind of Google my Probably. business. Yeah. What's that? You know, mm. um, like I suppose another core area that you have really successfully started to work with businesses on. It's so it's so relatable. Like myself and Emer, we have sort of experienced this ourselves. I've no doubt you've gone through it as well. And our listeners have gone through it. But, you know, the whole element of overwhelm and business burnout, you know, from from working with your clients and businesses, Mike, is there any sort of signs that you have seen or even from personal experience where overwhelm and business burnout is starting to approach and maybe it's time to put the brakes on or maybe take a step back and review? Yeah. So um, very important. You know, it's something. Uh, and again, like uh, I'll stress this. I I do coaching, but I don't really, I, I find joy in building businesses. Mm. So I do coaching because a lot of times what will happen is I'll, I'll find a strategic partnership that I love their business again, because again, I don't have a lot of talent. So I clean, uh, running a cleaning company, that was easy. Um, but like my online drop shipping business, you know, drop shipping wasn't a thing back then, but the guy that I partnered with was a, a tech genius. And yeah. so the rest of the business, I just understood. And, you know, I was coaching him. This was back in 2000. 2007, 2008. Mm. And then we formed a business and it just blew up. And, um, you know, so, you know, I want to preface that, but when it comes to overwhelm, one thing I think every business should do, and it's, I work with every business owner on this Mm. is every Friday night or Saturday morning, you should be sitting down and going through the Eisenhower matrix. And if you don't know what it is, just give it a quick Google. I believe uh, there's a guy by the name of James Clear, Jim Clear. Um, he's written several famous books, um, right. but he's got an article that shows up, I believe, number one or two. Read his article on the Eisenhower Matrix. I have a few on my website too, but you know, basically what it does is, um, you know, it's a, a, a you draw a grid, and on the top you have um, urgent and non-urgent. And then, you know, on the left-hand side going down, you have important and non-important. And so back to what I was saying before, what you should do is write how your week went and where did you spend a lot of times if you were in the the quadrants, right? Were you working on urgent and non-important things? And that's what a lot of social um, folks do when they say they're on social media, right? So Mm -hmm. they'll feel like they're working on their business when really they're stuck working in their business. You can outsource social media um, for Mm -hmm. your business, but if you're stuck and you're on a club noise for six hours during the day or clubhouse um, for six hours during the day, (laughs) I I told you I'd say that. Um, I didn't mean to, but um, it's noise. Like you say you're working in your business, but it's not predictable. There's not a science behind it. You cannot guarantee it you're going to drive sales. And you just spent six hours gone that you'll never get back. Go to mm-hmm. quadrant one in the very top where it's urgent and important. Those are the fires in our business. We mm-hmm. all have them. And they, you know, like um, you know, I shared recently on uh, LinkedIn, you know, one of my um, you know, when our business blew up back in 2008, um, you know, we were having, you know, massive amounts of money coming in and PayPal froze our account um, because, you know, just they wanted to make sure we were a legit business. We went from like zero to 250,000 coming in a month overnight. And um, so, you know, but that money we needed to pay our credit card bill because we were, you know, um, barring here to pay there and, you know, just we were in growth mode. Well, um, that was a urgent and that was um, important, right? I had to handle it. Um, literally, I had a fax over 20,000 pages to um, PayPal that weekend and then learned on Monday morning that their, their fax was broken because they Gosh. wanted an invoice of everything that um, we had shipped over 30 days. And we were shipping paper clips and, you know, like pens and paper. And, mm. you know, so it was all small orders, but a ton of them. Um, yeah. So it was, you know, that we had to take care of it. Here's the thing. What I did afterwards is I found out because of the volume we were doing, we had a personal person um, that we could work with at PayPal. So an actual contact. So the next time we had problems, which was like a year and a half later, we I was able to pick up the phone and call that person right away. And it was resolved within an hour, right? Uh, that was something preventable, right? That mm-hmm. next time it happens. So when that happened again, I could fix it. But a lot of businesses, what happens is they spend so much time in urgent and important things and they keep happening again and happening again. So if you sit down every Friday night or every Saturday morning, whatever's better for you and look at your week and say, where did I spend my time? You really want to spend your time on things that are um, non-urgent 
but important for your business. And we can discuss what some of those are in a bit. Mm. Um, that bottom quadrant, things that are um, not urgent and not important, don't do it. Those are just wasted things that a lot of us, again, feel like we're working um, on our business when we're really stuck working in our business. If, for instance, if you're a pizza maker and you're the one in the back just flipping the pies and making them all day, well, that's quadrant four. Or four. You really just don't want to be in there, right? But mm -hmm. yeah. um, you want to be focused on the things that can move the dial in the business. And if you're um, able to, to answer your question, do this every week, what happens is, is you start realizing like, hey, here are the stresses in my business. These are the things that are going to um, break me. And so we should all be looking at those stress points um, and predicting out into the future, like what, you know, like I have a thinking chair and I literally sit in it um, and we'll just think for an hour. And you speak to a lot of successful entrepreneurs and you ask them, you know, the habits, they will tell you they do this. Some of them will do it two, three hours. Um, you know, uh, it, it's just, it's amazing because things come to you and now you're able to kind of, you know, prevent stepping on that landmine and also isolate the problems that are happening, fix them and make sure that they don't happen again. Well, there's a friend of mine and Philip knows him well. And he always says to me, because he's a he's a very good business coach. And he said, uh, does it take away from the business or does it add to the business? And when I'm going to do something, I look and I go, is it going to take away or is it going to add? And that's how I make my decisions. And I that's think good. he's right. Yeah, you know, I think what you said, Emer, uh, and Mike, what you said there is so yeah. is so pertinent, and I think so many businesses, you know, are, are guilty of this. You know, we 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 focus on on the things that are maybe nice, but are not going to drive the business mm. forward, as opposed to mm. maybe making some of those those hard decisions. You know, and folks. See, I keep that's why I keep saying to you: Do the jokes add to the show, or do they take away from the show? They mm. absolutely add to the show. Okay. Mike, your take on that? <laughs> but here's what I do want to say with that question, because I think it's an interesting question. question. Um, is when you're asking yourself that question, I mm. think it's a tricky one to ask because let's go back to, to club noise. Like everybody was jumping on it and saying you had to be on it. It was a yes. great way to build your business, yeah. but yeah. Um, is it adding or is it taking away? It's, I don't know if we can always answer that question. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to then look at, you know, the 80, 20 rule and mm -hmm. say, you know, what do I know adds to my business for fact it's scientific and do mm -hmm. that 80% of the time. And then, you know, I have no problem with people going on club noise or any of these other um, places. I love but, that. No, I love you know, that. Like club noise. Spend, <laughs> spend, <laughs> yeah. spend 20% of your time on there. Do not spend 80% um, mm. you know, of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Good so I, I, there you go, Philip. Wait till this show ends. We'll be talking. Anymore. We will be talking. You'll be on your, you'll be on your bike, will you? <laughs> I will be. Um, do you know, Mike, I love the name that you have for that, the business path, the qualified. I mean, I'm not, I, I think these braces are playing up today, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but that is actually such a cool and, you know, it stands out as a name, you know. Where did, where did you come up with? Is it just you play on words? I suppose it was, was it? Or was well, it kind of strategically thought? So my, um, you got my last name correct, um, Philip Denning, and I'm actually hurt. Um, oh, right. no, um, but my last name's Koala, like the bear. And it's pronounced that way. So um, oh, everybody, wait, wait, wait. so I've, oh, like literally my house, if people don't know what to get me for a holiday or a birthday, I have koala bears everywhere. Wow. And I always joke around and say, I'm qualified to talk about this because I'm, a, you know, in quality, whatever. And so, so um, yeah, so that's what it came up with. But, um, you know, when social quant kind of, again, took a hit, Mm -hmm. um, and I had to really, I've again, always coached. I've again, done, uh, eBay ventures. I had a ton mm -hmm. of fun working with, um, mm -hmm. startups, um, at eBay, a ton of fun doing, you know, lean startup. Um, but I kind of always worked with businesses on a specific area that they would bring me in for, like whether it was growth, whether it was optimization, um, mm -hmm. whatever it was. But when I was working with new businesses, I was like, you know, I have to sit down and create a system. And so what I decided to do was like, all right, well, what am I going to do? So I took two businesses that I did have an interest in. I took mm -hmm. a percentage of ownership in the company because they were just lost. I love the idea, but you know, they had been struggling. One was for struggling for over a year, the other one for three years. And mm -hmm. I took a small percentage and came in 
And I was like, what would I do? And I went through my entire system and it came out to like an eight week system, 56 steps. And, you know, um, it was a little bit bigger, but I kind of isolated it down to that. And, you know, I was like, you know, all right, I, I think every business should name if they have a system, name it something. And so that's what I did. I named it that this way I could talk about it. It's very clever. Uh, well, I, yeah, yeah. It's um, and I think it's as well, uh, which is great. I think from that that system that it's all proven based on experience. You know, because you, you'll sometimes hear these systems, especially on on social, etc. You know, mm. you know, yep. ten step system to get rich or to launch that business. You know, and you're kind of wondering, and then you. Sometimes I I will sign up just to see. You know, just to go through the process. <laughs> you know, and. Uh, you're kind of going like, or even those webinars, you know, you oh, go yeah. for a webinar and exactly like you said there, Mike, you know, you've lost that hour because you get yeah. nothing of value. At mm. the end did, of you, did you see my webinar page? Is it the one on your kalatibusiness.com site? Or so the I, quality business. So down yeah. below at the very bottom, I have a $250 guarantee. That I will, and and the reason why I'm sharing that is because I agree with you 100. percent There are you know a lot of people out there that are are just sharing regurgitated information, mm. um, and we time is of the essence. See, in the early days of business, we use our time and our energy to make money. Right. Mm-hmm. Once we have money, we can use that money to buy others' time and energy. But in the early days, when that money is very limited, um, our time is so valuable. And I see a lot of folks who are struggling, and then somebody hangs that carrot out that has never grown a business before, but makes this bold promise. And mm-hmm. so you go on to it, and now you've just wasted an hour because they're following some stupid system that everybody says that says, here's how to do the perfect webinar. And it's a script. And they bring you on this thing called the hero's journey. And at the end, they're going to to sell you something. So they make a bold promise. You've wasted an hour of your time yeah. and you've learned nothing. And yeah. now you have to buy. So you do, you're, you're desperate. So you take your credit card out. That is wrong. It is mm-hmm. not right for businesses. And so my bold promise is, listen, at the end of this, if you feel you didn't get the three things that I told you, you would learn during this, Mm-hmm. then I will get on the phone with you and spend an hour with you and add $250 of value to your business. And if you still feel I didn't, I will pay you 250 That's a bold promise. I mean, like, tell me what webinar person has ever done that that you've seen. But that's because I, I really truly believe. Now, again, I don't promote it um, mm-hmm. because I'm very focused and working on a couple of handful of businesses right now that I have mm-hmm. ownerships in. But yeah. um, from time to time, depending how busy I am, I do go back and promote. And when I do, you know, it gets a lot of traffic and it's exciting. But, you know, I, I think, Philip, you nailed on the head. That there's just so much noise out there. And mm-hmm. um, I really feel sorry for a lot of businesses because, you know, you there's that carrot and you grab it mm-hmm. and, and it's a false, you know, it's a false promise. What, what was it? What was interesting? Because I, I I was watching um, one of the videos on your kalatibusiness.com site and, and you said like, you know, if... If you don't feel you've got value, I'll actually pay you for your time. I was kind of going, wow, that's a first. I've never heard yep. <laughs> someone saying they'll pay me yeah. for my time because yeah. I feel that I've wasted it, you know, so. Uh, 100%. And I'm up front. I say, hey, listen, I sell something at the end. If you're interested mm. in it, great. If you're not, mm. just, you know, take these three things that I share with you. They will make a difference in your business, guaranteed. And if you feel they don't then I wasted your time. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't hold to my promise. And I, that's why I feel like as a business also, that's back to one of my um, 56 steps is we should all have an irresistible offer inside of our business. Mm. Um, and if you don't, you know, again, stop focusing on traffic and work on something that's irresistible. So is that when that traffic comes, they're like, <clears throat> remove all that risk for them. Right. Everybody has risk when they go into a, a business store and like, you know, you're at time. Right. So am I going to go walk around the store or not? And so when they walk through that door, you know, what are you going to do when they're there to give them something irresistible that they're going to you know, want to do business with you? Mm. Do you know what gets me is like time is money. I know like when I started out first, I didn't really get that because you think, oh, I have to go to this and I have to sign up for that. And and then at the end of the day, you go, I didn't really achieve anything because I didn't actually get anything out of that. And, yeah. and I think yeah. that's, there's too many people out there promising things. Networking but, events, look at networking. How many people go to now that the world's opening back up? Again, I caution businesses, when yeah. you go to a networking event, do not go around, too many people are like whipping out their business card. They're going to poke your eye out. And they it's like, they want to collect as many business cards as, um, as possible. When I go to a networking event beforehand, I mm-hmm. isolate even before, if I can get a list of who's going to be there or 
yeah. um, this is where social media is brilliant. Go and look at the hashtag for that event and look at everybody that's attending, maybe who are the speakers or whatever, and have like a, you know, four or five people that you really want to meet that mm-hmm. would make sense strategically. Oh, yeah. And that's all that I'm going to networking for. When I'm there, there's a reason. And I want to walk away with like one out of those, you know, four or five, mm-hmm. one or two of them, I'm going to have a good relationship with. And that is so much better than collecting 50 or 100 business cards. Oh, I would agree because you know what? It's like you go home with a card, go, I don't remember that person. What was that person's name? Yeah. God, what, which card was that person? You know, like you, yeah. you lose track of who they were and what you were talking about. I put, because... I put my face on my business card to see it. You'll never forget me. Oh, that's a bit scary. But anyway, <laughs> um, so, so far you've been giving us some really excellent tips. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mike, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, would you have any more when it comes to considering looking at complementary companies to your business and where opportunities could be unearthed? Because I think that's where a lot of people go, you know, you have your competitors out there, but maybe you should align yourself with somebody that actually could help you and you could help them. 100 percent. And uh, that is, you know, at where every business should focus in the beginning. Um, so mm-hmm. who is working with your customer before they do business with you? So uh, let me give you a couple of examples. When I own my cleaning company, um, mm-hmm. if you know, we did residential house cleaning, right? I had 50 cleaners that would go throughout homes and you know, it was a nice seven figure business and really enjoyed it. Who else was working with my client? Well, landscapers. Right. Mm-hmm. That was complimentary. So mm-hmm. I partnered with a lot of landscapers. Who else did I partner with? Well, I went to every chiropractor in the area and formed a partnership with them. Why? Complimentary. We didn't compete with one another, but if somebody threw their back out, guess what? They need a cleaning company. I went to every real estate company in the area. And this one was the biggest driver of the growth in our business was because Everybody was doing, I don't know if they do this um, in Ireland, but um, here in the States, there's this thing called welcome wagon. When somebody moves into a new home, you get like this big, you know, uh, all this mail um, and it's got like a ton of information from local businesses. Well, you've Mm -hmm. already moved into the home. If you want a cleaning company, you're probably going to want it before you move into the home. So what I did is every real estate company in the area. And I did this. I knew it cost me um, because I did direct mail. I sent 6,000 postcards a week. Mm-hmm. And I knew what it cost me to get a customer. Every business owner should know that right out of the gate. And so in some zip codes, it cost me $300 and some it cost me 400 and change. So what I knew is I could give away a free clean to that real estate agent mm-hmm. that referred me a new client because a free clean only cost me what I had to pay the cleaners plus their travel time. So let's mm-hmm. call it around 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. I would spend $60 all day because I knew it cost me three to $400 if I was doing direct mail to mm-hmm. do it. So I had a ton of real estate agents, uh, offices throughout South Jersey that were referring me. That's an example. Those examples right there are complimentary because, um, we didn't compete with one another. Um, we had similar customers and they could send them our way. So then what you could do is then you could be, uh, I'm bringing up, I just want to kind of bring social in here. What you could do is like their business page as your business, and then you could be sharing out and supporting them online as well as offline. 100%. And and you should be um, mm-hmm. every partner, like again, like back to Twitter, have a list of, you know, all those and, you know, go on there. And then in the morning, you know, like as you're scrolling through your feed, you're strategically mm-hmm. doing it. So like, I would like their posts, I would mm-hmm. reshare some of their posts, comment, because that yeah. helps the algorithms, as we all know. And mm-hmm. it also shows them like, like, hey, this guy, he's a real dude, you know, and uh, it's mm-hmm. not going to be one of those fake likes either. Like people tag me all the time to like their stuff. And I, mm-hmm. if it's off message or not what I agree in, I'm not going to, but I do everything out of, from a heart. And if we do that sincerely online, um, that's where the real magic happens. You see, I, from the heart say to Philip every week, do you really want to share <laughs> that joke? And unfortunately he, he looks at me and goes, yes, I do. Well, I, I looked at Mike with my big eyes. Please, can I tell my joke? <laughs> Please, so, Eber. But it's also like taking on board what I'm saying, you were saying about the treat partner. It's like uh, a local barber to me and a local hairdresser have partnered up. So uh, they strategically help each other with, you know, probably you, the, Philip, you're, you're an expert in hair and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, uh, your, your local barber probably does the same with maybe the hairdresser that Neve goes to, you know? Yeah. But, like, but every, so. every barber should, you know, to your point, you were talking about Google, my business. So like, you know, I think how many times have you been asked when leaving, you know, the hair place, 
to you know leave someone a review, leave that price. Mm-hmm. Very rarely, I, you know, and I don't have as much pretty hair as Philip, but um, you know, Thanks, I do still go and <laughs> get my hair done, and I am never asked to do that. Now, I just naturally do it because I know how important it is to businesses, but businesses don't do that. I'm, I have a good friend that owns a very nice size um, air conditioning company, which we really need here in um, Florida. I'm sweating mm-hmm. today, by the way, so I'm going to have to call him. Um, <laughs> I, I've told him so many times, I'm like, listen, Dick, you know, this is so important. And so we did a test and we started getting reviews, 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 reviews. And all of a sudden now he's on the top of Google and he's not paying for the clicks. Like everybody else is running ads. He doesn't have to because he's number one because of reviews. So important. Like Mike, as Emer said, uh, you've dropped some uh, incredible value and knowledge on us today. It's been uh, very insightful um, and some real takeaways, I think, for our listeners. Um, when I was on your site there during the week, um, you had talked about the concept of the Dream 100 because I know you had done a session with Tony Robbins uh, many years ago. I can't remember the, the other gentleman that you you had said, but it was very... Um, Jen Holmes. Yes, and it was very interesting what this Dream 100 was. And I just, it was interesting just to maybe understand more how does it apply to businesses, et cetera, if, if that's something you could you could share. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, part of your Dream 100 will be your strategic partners, those complementary folks that you'd like to form some type of relationship with. But maybe today it's just not, um, you know, how many times have we as an individual reached out to somebody, but they're like, hey, they're very busy, you know, reach back out to me in three months or what have you. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, don't forget that person, add them to your Dream 100. So the way I create a Dream 100 for all businesses is I look at who are the top podcasters that mm. have the audience that I um, want to engage with? Who are the top radio stations out there that have the audience I want to engage with? The top bloggers, the top conference hosts, the top magazines that have my audience, the top email lists are out there. So I have a list of, you know, if anybody wants to just reach out to me, it's a, I'll, I'll send you in a Google Doc, but it's around 26 um, different things. And so what I look for is a handful out of each. And so that's going to come up to around 100 to 150. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Chet Holmes, who um, has passed, um, I was interviewed by him and Tony Robbins in 2012 because mm-hmm. our business did really well. And it was very humbling because I thought I was you know, going to be interviewed and they were going to be talking about like how well I did and whatever. Instead, they tore my business apart. And it was amazing. It was awesome because I learned so much from two great business people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where Chet spoke to me about the Dream 100. Since then, I've changed it. Chat um, wrote a book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. He talks about the Dream 100 in there. But since then, I've said, you know what? Chat did that with customers. But instead, what I've done is I flipped it and said, let me make my Dream 100 those who have my customers' attention. So instead of being 100 people I could do business with me, if those 100 people each have an audience of 1,000 or 10,000 or 100,000 people mm-hmm. that could do business with me, that's the better way and the faster way. Because if only a handful of them end up popping and working, your business mm-hmm. grows exponentially rapidly, right? And so that's what I like to do is funny, you know, fun things like that. So create a dream 100 of, you know, those 25 different things. Again, it's podcasters, conference hosts, uh, magazines, newspapers, mm-hmm. they can uh, news anchors, you know, in your local area, like have them on, you know, who covers, you know, for me, you know, I do a lot of business consulting. I'm now involved, invested in a new uh, YouTube business. Um, like who has my audience's attention. So for the YouTube side, um, it's a, what it is, is it's a fund that they've created. And so they, they start new YouTube channels that people can invest in. Um, and then you collect a dividend every quarter from the ad revenue that that channel is kicking off. Well, that's going to fall under investors, right? So what I looked at is like, all right, who talks about investment advice. Who are the top blogs out there? Who are the top radio stations? Who are the top uh, analysts out there discussing this that have attention? There's a ton of newsletters about investing. So which ones are the biggest out there that talk about alternative types of investing? Mm -hmm. And let me go form a relationship. So I've started this. I'm actually, my dream 100 is up to around 200 and change. But those 200 and change are the only 
people that I will focus on. If I go on social media, that's where my attention is going. When, um, you know, I'm sending, you know, snail mail out, which I think every business owner should do, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll write them a letter and just, you know, drop it in the mail and, you know, cut out an article. If I know like, Hey, they have kids and this, their kids might be interested in this, like Mm -hmm. build that relationship, do it from the heart, be sincere. Don't be fake about it. But Mm -hmm. those 200 plus are the ones that are getting my attention right now. And that's in essence, what the dream 100 is. Great tip. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, people uh, haven't got the time for these, you know, people that just want to sell all the time. Like, you know, especially if you go onto LinkedIn and you get this message um, and they haven't even looked to see what you do or who you are or how you, what maybe they can help you with. Um, I mean, I've had people send me messages. Would you like some help with your social media? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't even look at your profile. It's like yeah. ridiculous. No, and so why I'm would you so why happy. would you engage so engage with them? No, I'm not going to engage with you. Um, and uh, you know, I, I try and be polite because you know it's. it's I did apologize yeah. for sending that message, Emer. <laughs> did you know uh, LinkedIn just actually made a, a big change with um, automation? Um, so you know, I don't yeah. know if um, yeah, and I think yeah. it's it, it was an excellent change um, because it was very needed. Oh, yeah. our, our messages and connections, false connections, people that were just using automation to connect at a massive amount. And now, you know, they've limited that. They've really closed it down. And I think it, you know, will help us all have a better experience on it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as I say, it's like we're always saying, you know, be strategic, go on the platforms that your customers are on. And then, as you were saying, connect with them and hopefully bring it offline so that you actually don't waste any more time on social media and you have the people that you want to work with or do business with and make the most of your time and not waste time. Agree. And go on the platforms, not only where your customers are, but where you're comfortable, right? Because let's be real. Every, you know, Twitter is, you know, well over 300 million, right? Facebook, Mm -hmm. like your customer is on all these really different platforms in essence, but Mm -hmm. where are you the best at? Are you good with, you know, copy? then maybe Twitter would make sense. Are you good with video, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So find where you're good and you're comfortable. And have only like two or three and really dive deep into it. So even one like me, I'm more one, but I'm very heavy on it. And so that's where it, you know, you benefit. But when you try to, you know, jump into all of them and think mm-hmm. that you need to be on Instagram and, you know, um, TikTok and, oh, you got to be on Club Noise now and LinkedIn. And now you're on all <laughs> these things, you know, no, no, no. Like pick one or two, but more importantly. Make sure also you're getting whoever is, I just, just a very sad story, was um, working with two different businesses. One had 6 million followers on Instagram. Uh, his account was closed down. Um, wow. So, and he never had an email list, never. Oh. That's, you know, really bad. Another one now, um, he has a really active Instagram account, 250 or 260,000, and I'm helping him. Mm-hmm. Um, pull traffic off of that into an email list because, you know, that is ultimately where we should all be pulling the traffic, mm-hmm. engage on social, but make sure you're bringing them somewhere um, mm-hmm. so you can really ultimately control it. Because if something happens on one of those platforms, mm-hmm. um, you lose control. You never have real anyway control because nope. it's rent to grind. And yeah. that's where we're always saying, Philip, you need to have your website and you need to have your email list yeah. because they're the only things that you really have control of. And I was going to say, have you any last minute tips, Mike? Because I can't believe we've come to the end of this. Philip talks too much, but anyway, um, and takes up all the airtime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me just take a deep breath. <laughs> He's going to kill me now. <laughs> um, but um, I have to say, it's been amazing to talk with you. Um, has, yeah. And, you know, maybe you will come back and see us. Maybe you'll come to Ireland and... I am coming to Iowa. Not yet, but I am. I have to. My (laughs) wife's family is all from over there and we've never been and she's never been. She has family everywhere. Um, Literally, um, her cousins just moved there from the the States. Uh, I believe they moved right somewhere outside Dublin. Um, But, you know, they have family all throughout. And again, my accountability partner, he's in the UK. Um, so, you know, he's hoping to visit, he's not getting the vaccine, so he's not allowed to, I guess, come to the States here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know that comes into play. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I do plan on visiting. I can't wait actually. Okay. Well, make sure but in the, yes, definitely. Uh, Philip's uh, going to be at the search bar waiting for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, do you have any, any, any nice projects coming up that you want to share with us or are you still keeping it under? The radar. Yeah, well, I mean, you can watch what I'm doing with um, a company um, 
you know, it's, uh, they've hired me to, to kind of help and I might be taking, um, ownership also. I, I'll mm-hmm. see, but it's, uh, back to that YouTube. I think that's really interesting. Um, I okay. love what they're doing. Digital real estate is amazing. Um, you know, you see venture capital firms, wall street, all investing in different digital assets right now. Um, mm-hmm. real estate obviously has always been a nice return, but you know, there's ways of capitalizing on mm-hmm. digital, um, assets. So YouTube, these uh, folks have a proprietary algorithm um, that will um, grow channels um, mm-hmm. in a very organic way. So they don't do anything manipulative or anything, but these channels will start off at zero, grow to a thousand and 4,000 watch hours, and then they become monetized. And then YouTube starts paying you, um, you know, on a monthly basis, um, ad revenue, right? They give you 55% of the mm-hmm. ad revenue that they collect and they collected $6 billion last quarter. Wow. So these guys, they've created these funds. They've got like a sports channel, a cooking channel. It's, the channel is indifferent because they all are kicking off revenue and they average anywhere between like 19.3 to 33% returns. They build up their channel. All this money comes in. And then two to three years later, they'll actually go out and sell the channel um, for the group of investors that own that channel. And the, mm-hmm. then when they sell it, it'll sell, they'll sell it to a business that wants that audience. So it'll sell it at a three to five multiple. So the returns are you know pretty incredible. Um, it's pretty conservative actually because you know the revenue just comes in consistently. So it's a lot of fun. The site is cba.as, cba.as. And you know, just watch what I'm doing with it. Again, the, the site literally... Um, this is, I've been on it a week. I've mm-hmm. redone the website. I've redone all the copy. I've redone all the videos. And my next project is to then um, get down deep into the email because again, email marketing is very mm-hmm. um, big. So mm-hmm. social is on my list. It's just not there yet um, because the important things are, you know, who has my audience? Let me find out that. Let me go build mm-hmm. relationships with them. Um, mm-hmm. We are running paid ads. We are running YouTube ads. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to be a fun project. I can't wait to see what I do with it. So is there a, any channel called the social media comedy channel by any chance? Um, it, it doesn't it uh, fill up on it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm looking for a buyer. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd give it a steal, a couple of mil, we'll, we'll be good. <laughs> all change, all change. You know? um, Talk about it at the search bar. Oh, okay. yeah, let's do that. Yeah, over, over a couple of searched points. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, listen, Michael, it's been a, an absolute pleasure. It's been great to, I suppose, speak to you somewhat as best we can in person after all of our, I suppose, textual communications. So, Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah. It's been fantastic. You guys uh, are amazing. Uh, no, are. listen, no, no, no. You, you know, I've been a fan of yours for a very long time, even longer than I know Philip. Aww. So, well, yeah. Thank yeah. you. It's no very problem. nice. This is our first time ever <laughs> physically speaking. And so I, it's yeah. been a pleasure. So yeah. thank you so much. So I suppose all I have to say now, Emer, is if you enjoyed today's show, hopefully it is, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course on the Dublin South FM website. So do please download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all that's left to say is... I've been Flo Twy for The Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. And I want to say thanks, Mike, for coming on board and qualifying Philip as a social media comedian. It was a quality conversation. That's Kulabula. Thanks, Mr. Koala. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys and girls again soon for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye.